Okay, so it's uh, July 10th, day 712 of lockdown. So more of my uncensored, unfiltered, unedited thoughts uh, straight from me to you over the medium of this microphone that I hold in front of me. Uh, this is wild, but this will be the 50th one of these that I've done. Uh, which says a lot about how long lockdown's gone on and also about how bored I have been. Um, <laughs> but yeah, to do something special, I figured I would talk about the television series Angel. Um, yeah, just, I thought I'd just do that casually. Uh, <laughs> paying off a joke that only, like, I was invested in. Um... <laughs> But yeah, uh, let's talk about Angel. Uh, I, I will say there will be spoilers, not for Angel. Uh, very minor spoilers for Angel, but there will definitely be spoilers for the first three seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And uh, I, I don't know why I decided, I mean, I decided early on to not do much in the way spoilers because I wanted to recommend stuff that I like to people and I don't like recommending stuff and spoiling it at the same time. But, uh, I mean, Buffy's 23 years old, and I've recommended it before, and if you've not watched it, then I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but yeah, some of this you probably don't even think of as being spoiled for Buffy, because it's just known. Uh, like, for instance, the fact that Angel's a vampire, uh, that is that is not a known fact uh, in the first season of, a- of Buffy, until the episode Angel. Um, the fact that... Uh, he was cussed by uh, uh, romantic travellers. Uh, that is not the term that the show uses. Um, uh, to if, uh, to have a, be a, a vampire with a soul, and if he ever experiences a moment of true happiness, he loses that soul. Spoiler alert, that happens in season two of Buffy. Uh, then he, uh, so that's his basic premise. He gets better. Uh, he is... Uh, he hangs out with Buffy. He's Buffy's boyfriend for a while. Then they break up. And then he decides it's best for her and for everyone if he leaves Sunnydale. Uh, and he doesn't tell them where he's going. But surprise! Uh, <laughs> which is the name of an episode of, of Angel the Series. It's often referred to as Angel the Series just to... Uh, make it easier to talk about because uh, like one word TV titles that are like co- quite common words are hard to google you know um, like Buffy, the first thing that comes up is Buffy if you search for Angel on google the first thing that comes up is I'm going to guess a biblical angel um, which he is not in fact he's, ne- he's never uh, Angel is a contraction of his former name Angelus which he is given by his sire, Darla, because he looks like an angel. Uh, True fact. Um, So yeah, season season, uh, Angel started in 1999. I'm almost sure that's correct. Yes, it is correct, because it finished in 2004. Ran for five seasons. It was created by Joss Whedon and David Greenwalt. And I nearly always forget to say that part. Uh, but I remembered this time. Uh, Joss Whedon obviously created Buffy the Vampire Slayer. David Greenwalt was the writer and producer uh, and director, I think. 
on that previous show uh, and essentially helps out with with Joss because he was because here's the thing the first four seasons of Angel happen concurrently with the last four seasons of Buffy there are crossover episodes uh, they are very minor crossover episodes like a character will leave Sunnydale and say oh I'm going somewhere and then in the next episode they'll be in LA there's also a bunch of flashbacks uh, to Angel's time as a vampire. These often have crossovers to flashbacks of other characters in the Buffyverse. Uh, Angel is not alone. It's not a solo series. Um, in fact, I'll talk about that for a second. They knew they wanted to write Angel out of Buffy. And they knew they had this very successful series. By season three, Buffy was like legitimately a phenomenon. They wanted to help Buffy move on to like new blander uh, love interests. That's uh, <laughs> a shot at a character from season four of Buffy. You know who I'm talking about. Um. <laughs> While also, but like they didn't want to like kill him off because they're like, oh, we quite like this character, we quite like working with David Boreanaz. Uh, so they spun him off. Uh, he was the perfect, the perfect first for a spin off. They had also, they also, throughout the time of Buffy, by the way, considered uh, a Giles spin off and a Faith and Spike spin off, uh, neither of which materialised. Uh, the, the Giles spin off would have been about young Giles, so it would have been called Ripper. Uh, it sh- probably would have been great. It probably would have been narrated by Andy Stuart Head. Like, I remember back when I was doing this. Uh, that's not uh, Andy Stuart Head's voice uh, head, so at all. That's more sort of. I don't know, that sounded almost like an Australian John Hurt. Weird, weird impression, weird impression. Uh, but yeah. So. They spun off Angel, and they had this idea. It was on the, I think it was on the same network. Certainly to begin with, uh, Buffy switched networks. I actually don't know. I don't know much about network TV. I, all I know is that in the UK, uh, it was shown initially on Channel Four, and then later on Channel Five. Uh, whereas Buffy was on BBC Two for the entirety. Although they were both uh, on Sky One, uh, which meant that the crossover episodes on Sky worked. They did not work uh, on terrestrial television uh, because they didn't. They weren't shown at the same time. Um, but it doesn't matter because of the way, like I say, because of the way that the um, crossover episodes are are written. It didn't really matter, you know. If Angel showed up in Buffy one time and was like, "Oh, well, I've got to go to LA," and somebody's like, "Well, let's follow him to LA." I mean, that's why that's the thing that, that sort of happens. Um, then I wouldn't see the outcome of that until much later. Um, <laughs> or before, sometimes. It got confusing towards the middle. And uh, they also do less crossovers as the series has gone. Because the uh, Angel series becomes more of a standalone thing. thing is, as well, it was created... They didn't really know what they were doing at first. Uh, there's a sort of... An idea that they wanted it to be darker than Buffy. Like, Buffy's a very funny show. It can be quite a lighter show. It's got lots of darkness in it, obviously. 
but they wanted something even darker. Uh, and, hmm, like, there's a character in Angel series who, if they had continued down that road that they were planned, would have died of a heroin overdose in, like, episode two. Uh, that is an episode that they wrote, I believe they filmed most of it, and then just canned it and were like, no, this isn't working. Uh, <laughs> what they eventually worked, found of worked is, well, essentially what worked for Buffy, which would be a, a bit more of an ensemble cast. Uh, Chris McCarpenter, who plays Cordelia, uh, I don't know why I said it that way, Cordelia, played by Chris McCarpenter, uh, sort of makes her way from Buffy to Angel. That happens, like, in the first episode. And he meets another guy. Uh, called Doyle, who I won't go into, because uh, that's its whole thing. Uh, later on, Wesley from also from Buffy shows up. Uh, a character called Charles Gunn turns up, who's the only um, regular black cast member in either Buffy or Angel. Uh, oh man, I was listening to um, Buffering the Vampire Slayer. Buffering, sorry, Buffering the Vampire Slayer is a podcast that I've recommended multiple times on, on these, uh, and I'll recommend it again, uh, it's great, and I'll talk about it a bit more in, uh, later actually as well, but um, they also have a, they have an Angel spin-off called Angel on Top, uh, but that's not even what I want to refer to right now, what I want to refer to is there's a um, Buffering the Vampire Slayer's uh, like feed or on our website or wherever you can find uh, podcasts, <clears throat> they released a special episode this week with Latoya Ferguson, uh, Ira Madison III, and Alana Bennett. Uh, I was familiar with the first two. I'm not familiar with the third, although I know I do know four, uh, who are all TV writers and people who write about TV, uh, and also massive Buffy fans uh, to talk about race and Buffy and Angel and. For show, a show that's set in Southern California and a show that's set in LA, they, you will be un, unshocked to learn that they do not deal with race very well. Um, what a shocking thing I found out is that o- over seven seasons of Buffy and five seasons of Angel, you only have one person of colour write one episode once, and it's an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and that is wild. Uh, as somebody pointed out, uh, <laughs> But that somebody, one of them pointed out. I think it was Alana pointing out. Okay, by that point, that's a choice. Like you've made the choice there. Um. So yeah, Charles Gunn is simultaneously like, hey, cool, great, but also has some really uh troubling, just sigh-worthy storylines. Uh, another character who shows up at some point during the show. Again, I'm not going to try to avoid spoilers is played as a character Fred, played by Amy Acker, and uh, it's, I mean, if you listen to me talk about personal interest, um, you'll know my thoughts on Amy Acker showing up partway through a show to be the best thing in it, because uh, <laughs> that's what she does in personal interest. She also does, she also puts up with, like, the last season of Alias, and is incredible in that as well. Like, I think most, most TV shows would be improved by having Amy Acker show up in, like, season two, three, or four. Uh, to just be amazing and it basically becomes a thing where Angel has his own Scooby gang uh, what's, what I really like about Angel um, 
Because I'll say this right now. I prefer Buffy. Buffy's like, as we know, one of my favourite TV shows of all time. A big part of this as well is that I've rewatched Buffy, like, literally in the double digits. Uh, I would say I've probably rewatched Buffy about 12, 13 times. Um, I've seen the Angel the entire series all the way through once. I've seen. No, that's not true. Twice. And I'm currently on my third rewatch. Uh, and I think that says a lot. Like, um, Angel is a much less consistent show. And that's saying a lot because Buffy can be inconsistent at the best of times. It's. It takes a while to figure out what it's trying to do. So season one is difficult. But season one of Buffy is difficult. And eventually it finds this thing where we find a big bad who's the big bad for the whole series, which is a difference between uh, Buffy and Angel. There are other like big bads. Uh, there's one particular who shows up in season two. Well, actually, technically she shows up at the end of season one uh, and gives maybe the best performance in the whole show uh, throughout season two. Uh, if you know what, if you know the show, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. If you don't, oh my gosh, it's amazing, especially if you're already uh, a Buffy fan. Um, that's that's my spoiler-free uh, recommendation for season two of Angel. Um, but season one, they introduce a, a group of evil lawyers uh, called Wolfman Hart, uh, like associates. Wolfman Hart associates uh, are usually referred to as Wolfman Hart. Um, and it's kind of incredible that I love the idea that you're bad guys in this world where there's demon, literal demons and vampires and all these things killing people. That the worst thing you can run into in LA is some corrupt lawyers, and there's also the fact that they're human, so Angel can't really go around killing them. <laughs> right, is the idea he has to fight them at their own game. And they are lawyers, and they are very good lawyers, and they are immoral and amoral. <laughs> uh, and it's it's kind of just like so we have that back and forth throughout, throughout like not a huge world to say throughout pretty much all five seasons. Um, they have a presence. Sometimes it's like a background thing. Sometimes they are actively trying to kill Angel. Um, we get a lot of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of talk about why Angel fights, like, this is why we fight, uh, like, I think the last episode of the whole, of the whole of Angel is called Why We Fight, uh, no it's not, it's called Not Fade Away, but there is an episode called Why We Fight, um, <laughs> um, it's called Not Fade Away, of course it is, but there's a whole, uh, idea of, like, so yeah, you're a vampire with a soul, so what? And he makes a, a vow very early on to help the helpless. Like, that's his whole deal. He, he starts up a, a private investigation firm. Uh, <laughs> yep, this is genuinely what this show is about. Uh, where people with supernatural problems can hire him with cash money. Um, so it's not, you know, hugely altruistic. Although he often forgoes, forgoes the fee. Uh, in order to to fight demons, you know, uh, a traitor to his own kind, but a champion of humankind, and you find out a lot more about that as the show goes on. And it's interesting because it's it's got those monster of the week episodes that Buffy has, and some of them are great. 
Eh, some of them are oof. There is an episode where Cordelia is impregnated by a supernatural force. I say a supernatural force. It's, um, oh my god, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, it is uh, Ken Mar- noted comedy actor Ken Marino. Um, what? Um, because apparently, if you've got a female main character, there's an episode, there's usually, there's ne- like 50 50 chance there's going to be an episode where she becomes pregnant uh, by supernatural means. That's just a, apparently a weird trope that happens. I think it may even happen to Cordelia twice. Hmm. Uh, so it's got these Monster of the Week episodes, it's got these big overarching plots uh, which are really interesting to me, like the first and second season. Once the first season gets into what it's doing, it leads into the second season. The second season's overarching plot is maybe my favourite bit of the show. Uh, season 3 has a really fun overarching plot as well and a really fun villain. Season 4, ah, uh, season 4 has, season 4 is uh, the much maligned season. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> there's often a much maligned season, it's usually season 1. In this case, season 4 gets a really bad rap. It has some incredible, incredible stuff. It has a, a well-earned uh, and fantastic storyline involving a character from Buffy the Vampire Slayer who pops into guest for a while. Uh, it also has a terrible storyline for one of the main characters and the more that we find out about the kind of person Joss Whedon is and the kind of set that he had and the kind of um, creative decisions he would make based on pettiness and uh, misogyny? I don't know why I'm putting that in question marks in quotation marks with a question mark and misogyny uh, like explains a lot of what goes on in season 4 so I'll say like watch season 4 of Angel and then um, look up interviews with a certain actor you'll know which one <laughs> I'll tell you this right now you will know which one I'm talking about Um, where it gets it's complicated but ultimately it leads to it's like got some amazing episodes around the middle and an amazing run of episodes at the end and then a season 5 which is generally considered to be the best season, which is why it is a different season. I I like it. I think again. I have not rewatched it in a while. But yeah, it's it's a really good show. It just has the unfortunate thing of being a spin-off to my favorite TV show of all time. Spin-offs are complicated, right? Like. Not everything spins off and becomes Frasier, you know? <laughs> like an ev- like Frasier is a spin-off of... Uh, Frasier is wild, because it's, a, obviously it's a, sec- a spin-off of Cheers, which was, at the time, like, one of the most successful sitcoms of all time. And then, arguably, Frasier becomes more successful than it. Uh, like, it runs longer, it wins more Emmys. I think its finale got... Slightly less views, but at a time when less people were watching TV, so percentage-wise, um, it's complicated. And spinoffs are weird. Um, I, like, it's, usually they seem to, it's sort of like it's trying to cash in, right? And at the at worst, it can take one of your best characters from your core series, and like just get rid of them for a series that is a lame duck 
or doesn't, or even worse, uh, doesn't go, doesn't even get picked up. Like uh, Marvel's Agents of Shield, another Whedon thing. Uh, in this case, uh, uh, I think it's Zach Whedon that runs that one, or is it Jed Whedon? There's a but there's actually there's, there's too many Whedons. That's what I decided. Um, they two their two best characters get spun off. Uh, like they get clearly written out halfway through a season. Uh, because they were meant to get their own spin-off, which never materialised. So these characters just, these two best characters, just left. Uh, <laughs> which is really frustrating. <laughs> but, like, Angel works. The bits where Angel works are, and this is where other bits where it, it kind of fused closer to, either for me, it works for me. I'm obviously not talking objectively. The bit where it cues closer to the source material, like it has a an ensemble cast, it becomes funnier, and they play up the fact that Angel is a ridiculous character, because he's this dour, like, uh, brooding Batman esque figure, but David Boreanaz is actually quite a funny guy, so like, there's at least one uh, bit part where he dances, and it's great. And uh, there's also a lot of karaoke singing. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see um, and it can be really funny and it can be really sweet and it's got these and it is it's darker to an extent but it's also just got a different way of telling a long form story which I think is interesting um, also like uh, I, 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 I was talking about Buffering the Vampire Slayer earlier and its spin off podcast is Angel on Top I like Buffering the Vampire Slayer I think I've mentioned before it's hosted by um, Kristen Russell and Jenny Owen Youngs. I love Jenny Owen Youngs. I was uh, oh man, uh, I, I, I'll talk, I'll mention I'll I, I'll put a pin in that t- tiny Jenny Owen Youngs story because I don't want to get distracted. Whereas Angel on Top is presented by Laura Zach and Brittany Ashley, and I was already a huge fan of Laura Zach because uh, she appears and co-wrote actually uh, one of my favorite ever web series, which is uh, her story where she plays a, uh, a gay reporter who is writing for the LA Times, I think it is, about dating, as uh, like what dating is like for trans people, and she, predictably, falls in love with a trans woman, played by Jen Richards, and it's uh, just a, a delightful, delightful show, which was hugely important for me in my uh, coming out uh, to myself and transition in general. So I've also got a huge lot of respect for Lorzak, and they have this, predictably, I think, a bit more of a distance from the, uh, the source material, like Jenny and uh, Kristen clearly love Buffy, whereas uh, Brittany and Laura, like, really, obviously really enjoy Angel, but there's bits they're willing to go, this is a terrible episode of television, <laughs> but when it is a terrible episode of television, they're like, this is just not good. Uh, and they've got a very sort of like low-key sardonic vibe which I think fits because that's kind of what Angel has you know versus the hey we're all here to save the world of Buffy it's got this whole yeah okay let's save the world I guess but yeah uh, Jenny Wynn Young I was actually uh, I went for this nostalgic um um what's the thing oh yeah like a nostalgic sort of rabbit hole uh yesterday and like sort of, and sort of today, um, where I was looking up 
bunch of old stuff about my time at university and my time in the drama society there. I was mainly focused on the drama society there. And there was one point where I lament that I had that, that I missed seeing Jenny Owen Young. I was very poor at university. Uh, and that I couldn't afford to see Jenny Owen Young's supporting Regina Spectre. And I was like, huh. I thought I became a fan of Jenny Owen Young's later than that. <laughs> uh, I was like, part of me was like, I think it was the first episode. It's either the first episode of Weeds, which would fit with this. But then I sort of didn't really listen to her for a while again until I, get, I, I was talking yesterday about uh, Improv for Humans performance and she was on that. I just thought it was interesting seeing proof that I was already a fan. Um, and it's, uh, yeah. And I'm still a fan. But yeah, I highly recommend that uh, episode on race and Buffy and Angel if you are a fan of Buffy and or Angel. Oh, does spoil the entire series. And so has spoilers for the comics. Not the current ones, the uh, the season 8 comics. Uh, I think it's only season 8 comics that are spoilers for. But yeah, I still hugely recommend that. Uh, and I obviously just recommend Buffy and the Vampire and Angel on Top in general. And I recommend uh, Buffy and Angel in general. Um, Angel is very much the... Like the little brother show you know <laughs> like it's never reached as big a as big an audience uh, and there's a reason for that it's not as it's not as good but it's still huge it's so important i think it's still really fun it also a big part of it as well is that it's lacking the um you know the quote-unquote feminist because uh, <laughs> we know about joss and feminism um <clears throat> angle uh, like it's it's not as un- like, essentially it's just not as unusual to see a show about a white dude going around solving crimes <laughs> if that was supernatural fine but it's very it's got it does have a, a sort of procedural feel to it sometimes which uh, Buffy never feels like it does Buffy always feels special is what I'm saying but yeah, that's that's me talking. I finally talked about Angel. Hey, is that enough enough Angel talk for you guys? Huh? Do you want more? Do you want spoilers? I'll, I'll give you spoilers. Somebody gets an evil hand in season two, and it's one of my favourite things. Just the character has an evil hand. <laughs> um, <laughs> like it's got so much little, like little weird moments. Um, <laughs> Sometimes I sometimes come unbidden into my brain. I'm like, did that actually happen? I had a whole conversation about um, gun talking to a panther. Uh, the other day, like the other day with a friend of mine, I was just like, yeah, that's the thing that happened. I'm like, yeah, that is the thing that happened. <laughs> hmm, that gun had hangs out of a big cat. Um, there's 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 sort of a justification for that, but also really not a justification for that. But yeah, so there's 50 of these, right? That's wild. Um, I, 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 part of me was like, I'll stop at 50. But I'm, I'm not really sure why. Uh, I don't know, maybe they'll become less frequent. Maybe they won't be every day. Like, they haven't been every day anyway. Because it's been 11 weeks that I've been doing these. But, I mean, lockdown uh, lockdown is easing, in inverted commas. But I'm still going to be spending most of my time indoors. <laughs> you know? Uh... Uh, yeah, and with that, 
you know, stay safe, uh, stay well, uh, stay home and protected, or, or stay home or protected. I'm trying to figure out the best way to say that. Because, you know, while I think the best thing we can do is stay home as much as possible, I appreciate that people are starting to go stir-crazy and would want to see people. And I, I don't begrudge people that. I'm not someone who's, like, going, if you leave the house, you're literally a murderer. But just be careful, right? Like, wear your masks. Keep your distance. Follow the guidelines. Uh, and when I say the guidelines, I mean, don't just pick the guidelines that fit you best. <laughs> There's a lot of conflicting information out there, and just, you know, make an informed decision that is safest for everyone. Yeah, just keep, yeah, keep keep informed about that and about so many other things. Uh, keep educating yourself. We can all be better people, right? I know I definitely can. Uh, my name... Oh, yeah, and if you... Um, <laughs> If you do move to LA, make sure you run into your girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend's frenemy, and go into business with her. That seems to go well. That seems like a that seems like a good plan, <laughs> a good solid business plan. Um, my name has been Mara Dry. Thank you very much, and goodbye.